2: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/recommend today. Ben Standeck coming up at noon, live from Indianapolis, the Combine. Uh, there have been other interesting results from the Combine that we'll talk about uh, next hour. But I want to get into something right now, um, and I just tweeted out uh, at Kevin Sheehan DC a Window Nation Twitter poll. Uh, would your rea- What would your reaction be if the Commanders decided to pass? On taking a quarterback at number two, and instead traded back for picks and selected a non quarterback. The three answers that I gave out you'd be disgusted, you'd be upset, but you'd trust in Peters, or you'd be thrilled and think that it would be the right move. So there's a lot out there on, you know, Washington and New England in particular. I mean, because it now appears as if Chicago is going to take a quarterback at number one and trade, Justin Fields. By the way, there's a lot of reporting now. You know, a lot of rumors, um, speculation, probably much of it reckless, that, you know, uh, Fields may not be going to Atlanta because Atlanta's Arthur Blank actually wants Cousins more than he wants Fields. So Pittsburgh would be the place. There are even some reports out there that the market for Justin Fields may not be as vast as Chicago thought it would be, Um, that's going to be interesting to see what happens with Justin Fields because the bottom line is we don't have any clue as to what Washington should do or could do until we know what Chicago is going to do or be interested in doing. And the first first domino to fall here is Justin Fields. So two days ago, and I I was going to play this sound yesterday on the show and we didn't get a chance to do it, but I had the NFL Network on and I was watching some of the Combine conversation. And this was Ian Rappaport and I think Mike Garofolo and I forget who else was on the set. But it's all Rappaport doing the talking. And you'll hear him discuss, you know, what Chicago might or, or might not be doing at number one. And then he gets into Washington and New England at two and three.
3: Yeah, it certainly does seem, I would say, likely that the Bears stay at number one, select Caleb Williams, move on from there with their franchise quarterback, then end up dealing Justin Fields at some point. But that is not the only big-time potential quarterback question. Two and three, which is the Commanders and the Patriots, both are potential trade spots. And look, could they take a franchise quarterback? Absolutely. You have Drake May there. You have Jaden Daniels. Both of these guys viewed as long-term franchise-altering starting quarterbacks. That's not really the question. The question is, do the commanders and do the Patriots, kind of in a similar boat, do they feel they are a quarterback away? Do they feel like this is a franchise guy they absolutely have to take and they build around them for the next 10 years? Or would they rather have the draft capital give the quarterback to somewhere else? Maybe it's... Giants maybe it's the Raiders maybe it's the Falcons there's going to be plenty of quarterback needy teams who are going to want to come up to two or want to come up to three which is better value for these two teams which do not seem to be close to competing is it the draft picks or is it the franchise quarterback that is the kind of decision that will stay with these organizations for the next 10 or 15 years and that is what is in their hands right now over the next two months looking toward the draft
2: so that was Ian Rappaport the other day on NFL Network. You know, he thinks the big time quarterback question for teams like Washington and New England at two and three, uh, the question isn't who they should take. The question really is should they take a quarterback at all? Um, because in the case of Washington and New England, they're not close to competing. They're not one of those teams that has a ready roster. They're not one of those teams that is, in air quotes, a quarterback away, uh, closed quote. Um, I was reading Hogshaven. They do a really good job of covering the team. I, I really actually enjoy some of their insight. And they put a poll out on what advice Commanders fans would give Adam Peters with a couple of options. Trade down, trust your gut stay at two and pick Daniels, stay at two and pick May, or trade up to one and pick Caleb Williams. I would have absolutely predicted that trading up would have been the lowest percentage. For whatever reason, our fans don't want to trade draft capital, even if it's for the best quarterback in the draft. But what was surprising to me is that trade down was the number one answer. 29% of the answer was trade down, 27% was trust your gut, 21% was Jaden Daniels, 18% May, 4% trade up for Caleb Williams. Um, The poll that I put out is basically, it goes one step further. It's, would you be okay if they traded back, got a haul of picks, and did not select a quarterback? You know, how would that make you feel? Disgusted? Upset, but you trust Peters. Thrilled, you know, it's the right move. Um, you know, we only have 300 votes in so far, so I'll wait to give, you know, any results. But the leader in the clubhouse right now appears to be you'd be upset, but you would trust in Peters. So, first of all, before I get into kind of my thoughts on this, you know, Hogshaven did a really good job too of using the Rich Hill draft value chart. You know, there are a lot of those draft value charts. And coming up with, you know, what the compensation you'd get back for trading back. Like, if they traded back one spot per the chart to New England's spot, they'd get a first-round pick next year and New England's fourth-round pick this year to move back one spot. Now, if they love two quarterbacks exactly the same, let's call them Jaden Daniels and Drake May. And New England really likes one more than the other. I don't. I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. If they if they legitimately believe that it is a dead even heat between Daniels and May, and New England wants to trade up and offer next year's first and this year's fourth, of course, I'd be in favor of that. Uh, trading back uh, four spots to number six with a team in the division, the Giants. You would get, you know, you'd swap the picks, two for six. You'd get a first-rounder. You'd get uh, uh, second-rounders, two second-rounders from the Giants in this year's draft, and you would get a fifth-rounder next year. So you'd get a first, two twos, and a fifth. By the way, that's a lot less than what Washington gave up to the Rams uh, 14 drafts ago in 2012. To move back to number eight, You'd get, you know, the Falcons, you know, number eight overall in swapping, down six spots. You'd get two firsts, one next year, one in 2026, and a fourth rounder this year. Okay, so that's the trade back option. By the way, the trade up option, there's been some information on that, you know, per trade value charts. I've suggested to you before that those are dangerous to use. But there seems to be you know, an NFL network consensus that to trade up one pick would cost Washington a second rounder this year, a third rounder this year, a fifth rounder this year, and next year's first round pick uh, to move up one spot um, if they had just one quarterback that they liked. So on this question of trading back, and we'll focus on that. I want the focus for a moment just to be on essentially passing on one of the high-ceiling quarterbacks and potentially selecting just best player available, which may not be a quarterback. I think this is really silly talk for 2024. Uh, Now, again, if they said that they didn't like any of the quarterbacks after Caleb Williams and Caleb Williams was the only quarterback that they liked and they couldn't get to number 1 that's one thing um if, and I'm fine with that if uh, benefit of the doubt Kev is going to say if they don't like Daniels, they don't like May, they don't like McCarthy, you know, there are personal things about him, there are football things and flaws that they don't like. Sorry guys, we don't like any of them. We liked Caleb a lot. We thought about moving up to one, but the Bears were not going to trade off of number one. They were picking Caleb Williams. Let's see if we can entice some sucker to move up to number 10 and get a haul of picks. That's fine. However, if they believe that there is a quarterback at number two that is the next big thing, or even just a big thing, but they decide, as Ian Rapaport described, that you know, we're not close to competing. We're not a quarterback away. We're not one of those rosters that is ready. We have a roster filled with holes, so we're going to fill all those holes, and then in two years, we're going to go to the quarterback store or the quarterback tree, and we're going to pluck one out and put it into a plug-and-play roster that's ready to win right away. That one would be an absolute head-scratcher for me. That would be 2014 or earlier thinking, not 2024 thinking. That path to sustain success year after year doesn't work. Take San Francisco, they're the outlier, out of the conversation in modern football. It doesn't work. There's not a quarterback store that you go to when your roster is built up and ready to win. All right? That, and by the way, the 49ers haven't won at all. But they've obviously been in contention, and I would take their results, okay, over the last few years. Philly's had some good years. Howie Roseman's done a really good job. They won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. But they're Ross the But they've kept the Eagles consistently good, not consistently great, consistently good. But even Roseman knows how important quarterbacks are. They didn't have a good team in 2016 when they traded a fortune to move up to swing big for Carson Wentz. For too many years, we have seen many more examples of good rosters plus a not good enough quarterback equaling an average team at best. You know, last 10 years, multiple Pittsburgh teams that have had the roster but not a quarterback, multiple Jet teams, multiple Tennessee teams, multiple Houston teams when you go back before Watson, the Chiefs before Mahomes, the Bucks before Brady, the Rams before Stafford. I know they got to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff, but they were not at that point with Goff a sustained five-to-seven-year in-contention-every-year type of franchise. Maybe they were and they made a mistake tra- uh, trading uh, Goff. But let's not forget... They picked Goff number one overall, but they went and got Stafford because they felt like they didn't have good enough. There's no quarterback tree to go to when the roster is right, and the opportunity that you have right now is unique. You're not going to be in this position with the number two overall pick in what appears to be by most of the so-called experts, a pretty damn good draft for quarterbacks at the top of the draft. This is silly talk. If you don't have one, you have to go get one. And if you're selecting at number two, you can't assume that you're going to be selecting this high again in the future with as many choices with high ceiling quarterbacks that exist in this draft. It'll be out of your control. You know, by the time you've got your roster built up, you'll be good enough where you won't be picking at the top, but you won't be very good overall. And you'll have to trade so much more to get up into a position to take one from the quarterback tree. I just think you can't pass on number two in this draft. Now, I don't know, and I'm not sitting in on the meetings, and if they end up saying, hey, yeah, you know, guys, Caleb Williams is the real deal. Chicago's got themselves a baller. The other guys, too much risk. You know, every one of them had a major personality flaw or a major footwork flaw that we just didn't think came with a high enough ceiling and was fixable. So that's one thing, okay? And hopefully we have people in position that can determine, you know, if that is the case. We didn't before. But this idea that, you know, well, you, you should consider trading back because you're not a good team. You're not close. You're not a quarterback away. You're always a quarterback away if you don't have one. If your roster is bad, you're a quarterback away from being average. If your roster is decent, you're a quarterback away from being good. And if your roster is better than decent, you're a quarterback away from being great. And the other part of this, too, is this is the perfect setup, not only because number two, with quarterbacks with high ceilings, but because you have so many other opportunities with all of the picks and all of the cap room to improve your roster simultaneously with drafting the quarterback of the future i don't get it man i don't get that idea again i could be certainly convinced of that if the you know if the team's brass says ultimately Yeah, we wanted one, we considered one, but there just wasn't one good enough for us to take. That's different. If it is, we didn't take one because we have so many other holes to fill. We've got a roster with holes, and we're nowhere near close to competing. We'll look at the quarterback answer somewhere down the road. That's silly in 2024. Uh, if you want to weigh in on that, 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980. What would your reaction be if Washington decided to pass on a quarterback at number two and instead trade back, accumulate picks for this draft and the future, and select a non-QB? 301-230-0980. Kevin Sheehan Show, The Team 980 and TheTeam980.com.
0: NBA hoops last night. The Wizards out in Los Angeles squaring off against the Lakers. They fall in overtime 134 to 131. Jordan Poole led the Wizards with 34 points off the bench. Anthony Davis led all scores with 40 points. He had 15 rebounds as well. LeBron went for 31 points and nine assists. No caps last night. They're in action tonight against the Flyers. Puck drops at seven at Cap 1 Arena. You can hear it on our sister station. 106.7 The Fan. Chirps in action on Sunday. They host Indiana at 2 p.m. You can hear that right here On the team, 980. Caitlin Clark announced yesterday she will enter the upcoming WNBA draft. The Indiana Fever, who have the projected number one overall pick, are expected to take Caitlin Clark with that selection. And breaking news out of college football, according to Ross Dellinger, it is anticipated that helmet communication will be utilized this upcoming season in college football, as well as potentially utilizing a two-minute warning. And that's what's trending.